has God been doing in your life? Let me invite you to reflect on that for a moment, and there will be an opportunity later in the service to share that. What has God been doing in your life? And if you're watching on stream, or if you're shy, and you don't want to talk into a microphone, there is a number that you can text in and say, God's done this in my life, or you can Facebook us. John's keeping an eye on Facebook, I think, wherever he is. Uh, John, there you are, fantastic, that's grand, okay. So an opportunity later to testify, God's been doing this, and I'd just like to thank him for that. Uh, but we're going to begin uh, by thinking around Psalm 66 of our worship, and Psalm 66 verse 8 says, all of you people, come praise our God, let his praises be heard. Now I realise actually that's not a good psalm to start with because you can't make your praises heard. We will make his praises heard here, but in your hearts, come and praise our God with us. As we sing, let all the world in every corner sing, my God and King. just beginning to get used to worshipping together again. For some people, their experience is, is that they can never gather to worship. If you are watching online this morning, for some people that is their experience of church, because they're not allowed to meet and gather publicly. Sat7 is a Christian radio station that beams Christian broadcasts into those parts of the world where people are not allowed to gather to worship freely as we are doing today. And we're going to watch a short video explaining what their ministry is and introducing them to us because we are just starting to support Sat7 as a church. The Middle East and North Africa, a region rich in culture, amazing people and natural beauty. It is also a place of turmoil, war, struggle and oppression. People are searching desperately for hope and change. Sat7 is a Christian media network that uses uncensored satellite television to broadcast across the Middle East and North Africa and is also available globally online. 
Our purpose is to share the Christian message and to support and empower the local church in its life, work, and witness for Christ. We broadcast around the clock over multiple channels in Arabic, Turkish, and Farsi. Our programs include Christian dramas, movies, and talk shows, inspirational teaching, documentaries, and church services to encourage believers. Our kids' channel is widely recognized by Arab parents from all backgrounds as a safe place for their children. Sat7 Academy is providing educational programs for millions of displaced and refugee children in the Arab world. Our programming is positive, holistic, and making a difference. We operate almost entirely on donations for less than one pound per viewer per year. We bring hope to one of the world's most troubled regions. Hundreds contact us every day, sharing stories of how they've received hope through our programs. We broadcast over borders into millions of homes. Our vision is to see transformed lives and a growing church throughout the Middle East and North Africa. That's a great vision. A growing church in all parts of the world, including those difficult places to, to live for Jesus in the Middle East and North Africa. There are some parts of the world where if you're going to follow Jesus, if you're going to be a believer, it is very, very hard, even dangerous to do so. Yet people who live in those parts of the world and who are believers would say it's when they are really up against it that they discover God's faithfulness. I'm going to invite you to read together some more verses from Psalm 66. And they are, they are verses of testimony in hardship and difficulty. So can we say these verses together from Psalm 66? God protects us from death and keeps us steady. Our God, you tested us just as silver is tested. You trapped us in a net and gave us heavy burdens. You sent war chariots to crush our skulls. We travelled through fire and through floods, but you brought us to a land of plenty. Think about those words for a moment. They are quite violent words. These are words by people who have been really up against it. They've been on the rack. They felt as if uh, God is fighting them. They felt as if they've had unbearable burdens to carry. They've been tested. They've been through fire. They've been through flood. They, they felt like kind of chariots have ridden over their heads. And God has been in charge of all this. Even though other people have oppressed them and, and bullied them and persecuted them, they have had a sense that God has been seeing them through this experience. And faith is most valuable when faith is tested. We know the true value and importance of faith when we are going through it and we find God is there with us and God is there for us. It's when things are going badly that the true importance of faith is shown. So that is a testimony from people saying, we've been through it, God has brought us through it, and he's delivered us from it. Psalm 66 continues, I will bring sacrifices into your house, my God, and I will do what I promised when I was in trouble. 
I will sacrifice my best sheep and offer bulls and goats on your altar. All who worship God, come here and listen. I will tell you everything God has done for me. This is your chance. Has God done anything for you? If so, please stick your hand up and we will give you a chance to talk into a microphone. If a text has come through and is anything on Facebook, please would you let us know. I'm not going to let this run on for a long time because people are watching and waiting and if there's just silence for a long period of time, that's not much for them to engage. But if you would like to share something that God has done with you or for you or in you or through you, raise your hand and we'll give you a chance to share that now. Okay, at the back there, thank you. Can I grab a microphone? Just that over the last year when things have been quite tough, um, I have definitely felt God supporting me in my work at Place School and also in my study um, because I'm doing a course as well. And I just want to thank everybody who's been praying for Place School because we've really felt the benefit of those prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, just the importance of making every opportunity. Um, I've been brought, I walk, I've got a dog and I walk my dog twice a day. And I always pray for opportunities to speak to people. And there was a lady who was walking and I said, uh, I met her and she wanted to know the way round this field. And um, I just felt to say, um, ask something about her. And she'd been, the, uh, her husband had left her. She was in a, a really sad and difficult place. So I gave her my phone number and I, I just said, if you want to speak, then please text me. Um, anyway, I forgot all about it a few days later. Uh, she uh, texted me and said, yeah, I'd love to speak to you. Thank you so much. I really feel that that was a kind of gift from God. So I'd met her a couple of times. We've had supper together, and um, I'm able to pray with her. And uh, just really thankful to God. And, that, and I want to encourage us to make the most of every opportunity that God gives. Thank you, Judy. Anybody else? Miriam. I think I've learnt that God really does answer prayer because it's been a tough time with two small children and one that doesn't sleep, a certain Jacob here. He really, up many times in the night, and there's been a few times, my sister's a very prayerful person, and I've said to her, oh, I'm really struggling. I've had maybe four nights in a row where I've had precious little sleep and I'm trying to homeschool the older girl. And... It's like I've almost that next day felt I could almost feel my sister's prayers and there was other people as well. It wasn't just my sister. And I could really feel I was being supported by the prayers of those around me. And then I'd find that the problem wouldn't go away, but it would be like I was being lifted through that particular difficult patch. If it was he had a cold, the cold would clear. And he'd just about fall out his buggy. <laughs> um, and... I would just be able to get on with life for a few more days and obviously problems would come back and it would be another problem but again I would learn to trust and say please pray again and people will be praying for me and I'd feel supported again and it just really taught me God is listening, he's really seeing what's going on and turn to him and pray when there's a problem. 
there to time. Very practical. Thank you, Miriam. Anybody else? Val, good to see you. I'll hold it for you. Sorry, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here today. I don't manage to get to church here in Horsham very often. But um, all through lockdown, I felt quite lonely, to be honest, because um, I'm normally very sociable. I mix with lots and lots of people. I work with the U3A and I teach people, and I, that was all taken away. And I'd all got lost hope. And then my house group, uh, the Hillside House Group, got in touch with me. I don't like Zoom much, but it's been a real saviour uh, from all sorts of points of view. And felt God with me throughout that. We've shared prayers, hopes and dreams, and sadness and joy. And it has really kept me going through all of this. And so looking forward to getting back to church proper. Fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Blessed members of the Hillside House Group watching this, thank you so much for the support you've been to Val. Anybody else? Come on, Brian. Hang on, no, you need, you need, otherwise they won't hear it online. He's kept me so far while I've been doubting. Short and to the point. Thank you, Brian. Anybody else? Father, thank you for your faithfulness and goodness to people in adversity in our fellowship. Amen. That should have been up. Sorry, anybody? No texts? Nothing? Okay, that's fine. Lovely. Psalm 66 continues, I prayed to the Lord and I praised him. If my thoughts had been sinful, he would have refused to hear me. But God did listen and answered my prayer. Let's praise God. He always listened when I prayed and he is always kind. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah. 
Lamentation says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. seen much of the sun in these past few weeks it seems but imagine yourself in a darkened room and outside the sun is shining you can sense the brightness you can feel the warmth even through the curtains and blinds it is a beautiful morning it is time to get up and leave the night behind and as if the sun is tapping on the window saying, let me in. Pull the curtains, draw the blinds, bask in the warmth and brightness of the sunlight. It feels good. It is good. It lifts your spirits. Hold that image, that feeling in your mind as you listen to Paul's prayer for God's people, his prayer for you. This is what he says. My prayer is that light will flood your hearts and that you will understand the hope that was given to you when God chose you. 
then you will discover the glorious blessings that will be yours together with all God's people. And when God's light shines in our hearts, that banishes the darkness of gloom and despair. May God's light shine in your hearts. And he continues, I want you to know about the great and mighty power God has for us followers. It's the same wonderful power he used when he raised Christ from death and let him sit at his right hand in heaven. There Christ rules over all forces, authorities, powers and rulers. He rules over all beings in this world and will rule in the future world as well. Power that raises the dead available to you. I've got a couple of power packs on the front of church here. The one on the left is one I bought for my last car where the battery regularly drained away because of all the kits that it had inside it. On a cold morning, you'd go and start it up and the battery would be flat. So I bought that monster Clark Jumpstart 1000 and it would get it going again. It will do it for a battery that's flat, but it won't do it for a battery that's dead. Once a battery is dipped below a certain level, not even a Clark Jumpstart will get it going again. The one on the right, I borrowed from the cabinet at the front of the church, and that is the church defibrillator. So that if you are taken unwell and your heart starts to beat arrhythmically and does all kinds of funny things, that is the thing that will detect it and will, will kind of give you a little bit of a shock boomf just to try and jolt your heart back into a regular rhythm again. There is a safety device for us and for the community. I've looked it up, guys. It will not start a stopped heart. I thought it would. I thought, if your heart stops, that will sort you out, but it won't. It's not like those things in the hospital where they you know, power, boomf, that gets stopped hearts working again. It won't do that, but it will help you if your heart goes into arrhythmia or fibrillation. But when a heart has been stopped for a long time, few hours, day, couple of days, three days, not even the powerful equipment they have in hospital, boom, will get it going again. But God's power did. When Jesus had been in the grave for three days, God's power raised him from the dead and brought him out of the tomb alive. Paul says that's the level of power that is available to you. So when it becomes a struggle to get through the day, when you can't face the future, when life just becomes a bit too much, remember, the power that God makes available to you is resurrection power. The power that opened the grave and brought Jesus out alive. It's the power to lift you from despair and give you the resources you need to face each day, no matter how daunting or how difficult or how hard that might be. So thank you to those of you who shared how God's power made a difference in your life. We're going to sing, could we live like your grace? And just reflect on these words. Could we live like your grace is stronger than all our faults and failures?
challenging words to sing. It might seem like we're pretty ineffectual in a, in a, in a small a gathering like this this morning. Our church feels quite safe. What difference could we make in the world? And yet, as people meet in groups like this, God sometimes says, I want you to go in my name and change the world. And we're going to be praying for people this morning who've heard God speaking to them by name and saying, I'm calling you, I want you to go in my name and make a difference in some really difficult parts of the world. So I'm going to ask you youngsters if you can give me a hand now, because round the church are 16 bits of paper that are different shapes. Some are rectangles, some are triangles, some have text in columns, some have text in strips. And there are four sets of four shapes. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to go round, pick a shape, find three other shapes, that same shape, and either get together whoever's got the same shape as you, or put them all together because those shapes belong together, and that is a picture of a country and of people working in the country. So would you please go and look for a triangle, a column, a strip, or a rectangle, put them together, and we will begin to form a picture of different countries of the world. So... Same shapes. Same shapes. Okay, you've got a column and a strip there, Grace, I think. Because one the writing goes down, one the writing goes across. There's a strip here. Owen's got a strip. How many have you got? That looks like three strips. Have you got a strip there, Owen? 
Okay, do you want to get together with Grace? Because I think you've found the first one. Are they all the same? No, you've got a column there. You've got two columns and a strip. Let's give your strip to Owen, okay? Got two columns. How are we getting on? That's a rectangle. Miriam's found a... Yeah, come on in. What have you got there, Miriam? You've got a rectangle. Okay, do you want to get together with... Match your rectangles up, and you've got strips or columns there? You've got a strip and a column. So strips, who's, who's doing strips? <laughs> okay, so... What have we got here? Brazil. What continent is Brazil in? Do you know? Is it, is it South Asia? South America. South America. What have we got here? Chad. There's another triangle somewhere. Another triangle somewhere. Ah, oh, well done. Want to put it here? Where's Chad? Is Chad in the Middle East, South Asia, or Africa? Anybody know? You want to put that one over there for Africa then? All the triangles go with Africa. Good stuff. Rectangles. What have you got? Okay. Rectangles, rectangles, rectangles. You've got a name for that country? Perhaps we didn't put a name on that one. It's Bangladesh. It goes here. And what other one have we got? Columns. One column. There must be three other columns somewhere. Ah, Grace, thank you. One, two, three. Another one somewhere? Another column? Ooh. Who wants to come out and talk to me about Chad? Who, who collected the Chad ones? Who collected the Africa Triangles? Come out, here, come. So what do we know about this country? Did you? What can you tell us? Chad's very hot when people per second mile. Very hot, 20 people per square mile, okay. Do we know who works in Chad? Bedford, well done. And hospital pharmacist, brilliant, thank you. And Wycliffe are working there, translating the Bible, the Gera Project. How many Bible translations have they done? There's a hundred different languages in Chad, but they've done five Bible translations. And Tear Fund, with a nice snappy title, they are building economic and environmental sustainability out there. So that's Chad, brilliant. Do you want to stay here for just a sec, please? That's grand, thank you. Okay, who was doing the, who was doing the strips? Who was doing the strips for South America? Brazil. Oh, is that you? Okay, what do we know about South America? <laughs> Brazil is big, it's half the size of South America and a third of its population. 
over 18 million COVID cases and over 500,000 COVID deaths. Uh, President <laughs> Bolsonaro, I think. <laughs> is accused of mishandling COVID and of stealing money from the wages of his staff. Pray for Callie and for her sons, Joe and Ben. Callie runs the Eagle Project, doing psychodrama therapy with young offenders in Sao Paulo prison. Great, thank you. Okay, do you want to go, do you want to go and sit back down? Because you're standing here for a long time. I'll call you out again in a minute. Okay, lovely, thank you. Okay, who was doing the, um, the rectangles? Who was doing Bangladesh? Robin, was that you? Come on, can you... Um, Homes. He's from Louise Lynn, BMS partner with New York Tank. 900,000 people have COVID. Only 3% of, of the population have vaccine. Brilliant, thank you. Okay, and who was doing the strips for Afghanistan? Who was doing the columns for Afghanistan? Is that you, Grace? Do you want to come out? Okay. Afghanistan gets very hot, 35 degrees in the summer, minus 40 degrees in the winter. Lots of tribes live there. Okay. Shaheen has become a believer, and because he believes, now he knows peace, and he's not afraid of being killed because he's certain of his salvation. And we're praying for Afghanistan because the United States is pulling out its troops and the Taliban is beginning to take back control of the country. And Ray and his wife, who have been working with BMS in, in Afghanistan, working with impoverished people in rural areas, they have now come back to the UK. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for your help. Bless you, Grace. Appreciate that. Thank you. We're going to sing um, Our God is a Great Big God. And the rest of you have been sitting down for a long time. So I'd invite you to stand for this, but the actions are optional, okay? But if you, if you can't sing and you want to engage in a different way, then feel free to join in the actions with me, but I would invite you to stand and in your hearts recognise that your God is a great big God and he's holding you in his hands.
sit down thank you sometimes you feel that way sometimes you feel as if God is holding you in his hands and you feel safe and loved and, and special sometimes you don't sometimes you just think where is God I'm totally by myself here we thought about Paul's prayer praying that the people would know God's love and, and hope and, and power and light but he didn't always feel that way he wrote that letter to the church in Ephesus, and one time when he was in Ephesus himself, he felt like he had given up. He felt everything was just piling on top of him. This is what he said to them about that time when he wrote to the Corinthians. He says, my friends, I want you to know what a hard time we had in Asia. Our sufferings were so horrible and so unbearable that death seemed certain. In fact, we felt, we felt sure we were going to die. But this made us stop trusting in ourselves and start trusting God who raises the dead to life. God saved us from the threat of death and I'm sure he will do it again and again. So please help us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks for the blessings we receive in answer to all these prayers. There'll be times in your life when you really feel up against it. Being a Christian does not mean that you never get down. Paul knew all about the light and the power and the hope of the good news, but that time he felt completely demoralized and in despair. And at that time he knew he needed other people praying for him. He spent his time praying for other people, but there were times when he was in trouble and he needed other people to pray for him. So we're going to pray now for people who are serving Christ in the countries that we've thought about. And if you helped to put together some of these shapes, can I ask for four children, please, to come out and just give, you, give me a hand here. If you helped put one of these shapes together, that's grand. You were, you, were, you were Bangladesh, that's grand. Fantastic. You were, you were Chad, okay. Who was, who was Brazil? Hey, you want to come out? You don't have to, nothing, nothing. Thank you, Alice, that's grand. And Grace, do you want to come out here for Afghanistan? Okay. So I'm going to invite you to pray 
for one of those countries. Afghanistan, Brazil, Bangladesh, Chad. Choose one. Okay? I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and, and we will give you uh, the, the, the sheet that you've seen already and another sheet with prayer needs. And we're going to spend some time praying for that country. So if you would like to pray for Afghanistan, would you like to raise your hand, please? Okay? So, Grace, do you want to give people that one? And I'll give people this one. And we can give people the prayer needs of Afghanistan. Okay? So... Lynn, good. Whoops, sorry. Okay, there we go. Who else? Thank you. Here we go. Great. Still Afghanistan. Here we go. Janet, thank you. Anybody else? Yep. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Miriam? Grace? Okay, Any, anybody still looking for a piece of paper from Afghanistan? Okay, Grant, who's going to pray for Bangladesh? Okay, so Robin, you want to go up? Bangladesh people. Who else is Bangladesh? Thank you. Any others for Bangladesh? I think you've all got one over there. Thank you. Okay, so, shall I take these ones and you give the, the pictures out? Is that okay, Owen? So who's going to pray for Brazil? Cali in Brazil. Any more for Cali in Brazil? Here we go. That's it, thank you. Any more for Cali in Brazil? One right the way over there. Owen, Sean wants one. Any more for Cali in Brazil? Okay, are you going to give me a hand with the, the Chad people? So give everyone, please stick their hand up. Yeah, you take the pictures, I'll take these ones. That's it, okay. Swap over. Fantastic. Okay, who's for Chad? Lots of people this side. Okay, should we give them one? More Chad people over here.
And there is some right way over there. Thank you. Any more Chad people? And if you're in a family, can I invite you just for a couple of minutes to write, maybe write a prayer that you think actually, or maybe you would like to write a prayer, focusing on pray. I pray God that your light would shine, that you give that person hope, that you give that person power. Okay, but you've got your pieces of paper. Can I invite you just to pray together as a family, or to write a prayer as a family, or to talk about how to pray as a family, or just pray as you are, where you are, for that country, for those people. And in a moment or two, we will sing a song again. Can I invite you to take these home with you and continue to pray in the coming weeks for these countries and these people? I'm going to pray now. Lord, you know whether anyone that we are thinking of is really up against it this morning. And we pray that you would send your light, your hope, your power into their lives right now as we pray for them. Turn things around for them. And uh, pray, Lord, that you would lift them up as you lifted Paul up when he was really up against it. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else have a prayer that they'd like to share with us? Or something they feel they ought to share about the country or the people we've been praying for? I asked whether anybody had anything to share. Grace has drawn a picture with a message on it. God holds us in his hands. That might be a word for you. God holds you in his hands. And he will not let you go because he is stronger than anybody else. God holds you in his hands. And if you think, actually, I need someone to pray for me, if you're really up against it, have a word with me or with someone you know and trust in church and say, please, can you pray for me? And we will be glad to do that. But let's close by saying the words of the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, evermore. Amen. Can I invite you to leave promptly and to chat together outside if you would like to do so.